Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Happy Sunday morning and welcome to the Sunday Brunch edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Oh my gosh, we got such a great show for you today. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy as they are flexible to your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. I want to begin tonight off 
with a guest who's doing way more good for society than I think we could ever comprehend. He is making a difference every day. You've known him from television for years. Kirk Cameron's beloved as an actor, as a filmmaker, as an author. Uh, but he set out on a new mission a few years ago, one that I've been able to witness. It's an amazing thing. He and Trent Talbot at Brave Books are inspiring and educating school-age children without the need or desire to indoctrinate them. How about that? That's a great idea. Uh, for far too long, childhood shows haven't been educational. Rather, they've been filled with unnecessary drama that doesn't help a child prepare for everyday life. Our next guest has been changing that dynamic from the top to the bottom, from school libraries to school book shows. He has been making an enormous impact. He's my good friend, and we're lucky to welcome in studio today, Kirk Cameron. Kirk, great to have you here. John, great to be here. Thanks for having me. You are a tornado on the landscape of education. I think everything you're doing is making such a remarkable impact. And I saw some news on our site yesterday, a new television show. Tell us about that. Well, there's a brand new television show that is coming to um, your phone, to your computer, through YouTube, Rumble, and other free platforms. Uh, and it's called Adventures with Iggy and Mr. Kirk. All right. So we, we've, we've taken the, the success and the momentum that's been generated together with Brave Books through the library readings, the story hours, and then taking on Scholastic Books and the American Library Association and realize that we need to get into the screens because the power of storytelling is huge. Children are are not only, um, they have their imaginations caught on fire with storytelling, but it transports them into other realms of belief and values and new realities, and they begin to identify with the characters in those stories, which is what's contributing to the identity crisis among children today in the country. Uh, A new report showed that a third of Gen Z identifies themselves as gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, non-binary, queer, and we see this with a 4,000% increase in non-binary children in New Jersey alone. So why not make stories with hero characters that children want to identify with that lead them to the pro-God, pro-America values that lead to our blessing and our liberties. That's what we're trying to do with Adventures with Iggy and Mr. Kirk. I love it. Now, Iggy is a character from an earlier book of yours, right? And so tell it, us a little bit about it. Iggy is actually a brand new character. Oh, he's a new character. Now, you're okay, right. Great. Now, yeah. now, now, the books that Brave Books has written all contain animal characters that all, all know right. each other. They live in the same world called Freedom Island. But Iggy is a brand new character. Iggy is an iguana. Uh, in fact, we've got a world-class puppeteer from Jim Henson and the Muppets from Sesame Street all wow. those years who's created Iggy. And he's my little buddy who lives in a treehouse in Mr. Kirk's backyard. And uh, he's got a supercomputer that teleports us as the viewers into Freedom Island where we get to read all of these great stories about the sanctity of life, about the fruit of the spirit, about the first and second amendments, about the, the, the dangers of socialism and critical race theory. Kids get to learn these stories uh, in ways where they're having fun and in ways where parents can trust. So I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the way that we're making it. We're crowdfunding it. We're not relying on Hollywood to pay for it. So that way there's no strings attached to the money and the values stay intact. That's important. There's no doubt about it. Uh, For people who want to get involved in this, before I skip over that, uh, what's the best way for them to get into crowdfunding? Go to Brave, uh, I'm sorry, WatchBrave.com. Go to WatchBrave.com. And there's all kinds of really exciting awards uh, and rewards for people who help support. For example, you can come to the red carpet premiere of the release of the series 
you can also have one of your kids or grandkids in one of the TV show episodes. How cool is that? You can help write yeah. one of the books at Brave Books. All kinds of fun, great stuff, and uh, we encourage everybody to do it so that we can get two seasons completed this summer, and we want to launch at the end of the summer. How cool is that? That's so exciting, folks. Be sure to go check that out. Um, Kurt, I think a lot of people look at the moment we're in, and uh, after COVID, particularly, there were so many things that were brought to light that we didn't know about what our children were learning, what was going on in the school system. Yep. Uh, and then there was that sort of stop moment where, all right, we're going to fight this. And there's different ways to fight this, right? Some of it is by showing up at school boards, trying to force the changes in policies. But some of it is just in creating positive role models and pro pro uh, positive messages in a time when so much of the news and so much of the messaging in our world is so negative. It seems like what you've done with Brave, uh, with your book, with this new show, creates a positive alternative to the marketplace. People can just look and say, well, I just want that positive thing. That's much better for my kids. Was that part of the strategy? Uh, absolutely. Th th that's what we, I think we have just neglected to do. Um, you know, we've, we've heard the phrase that politics even is downstream from culture. The culture yep. shapers are often the storytellers, the creatives, the songwriters. Um, and, and, and kids are learning more from their phone coming out of Instagram or TikTok than they are learning out of their schools. Um, so why not lean into the areas that shape culture, that fill the hearts and minds of children, and I think it, people are coming out of the woodwork to do that, including world-class scriptwriters, songwriters, storytellers, puppeteers, and others who are dying to get away from Disney. They're, they want to get out of Hollywood, like me, like Lee Allen Baker, and, and others who say, give us an alternative, and we would gladly go there. Yeah. And that's what's beginning to happen. Oh, there's no doubt. And uh, I had this extraordinary experience. It was last year, I guess. It's hard to believe it's only been a year ago. Um, went to one of the uh, readings that you do with children. I had my book coming out. It oh, was, it was such, so fun. Oh, my gosh. We were in Philadelphia, yeah. the land of liberty, where we were all born. Uh, and the parents were just, uh, they, they were so uh, um, uh, grateful for what you started. They're they the they craving it. They were, they were like starved and they saw food for the first time. That's right. And they're the kind of people you want to hang out with. Yeah, um, that's true. There were so many people at those book readings that could never get into the reading room yeah. because there wasn't enough room or, or time. Instead of getting angry and uh, you know breaking windows and flipping over cop cars because they didn't get what they wanted, right. what did they do? They sat down on the floor, opened up their book bags, and moms were reading books themselves. They were singing "God Bless they America," they, they "Amazing Grace," the song. That's right. and yeah. praying yeah. for our nation and our country. This is the kind of thing that people want to get back to. And um, if you're wondering what can I do to turn a country around that looks like it's on the brink of collapse, well. You could help us make a show that amplifies the light and increases the good. Go to watchbrave.com and help us make this show. Yeah, listen, it's such a simple thing. When we were in Philadelphia, you filled the room six times over. So we had a crowd outside. And when you would read, I'd go out for a few seconds, talk to people. And this woman came up to me. It was such an amazing woman. She said, my parents were of the Reagan generation. And in the Reagan generation, they used to talk about the silent majority, that there's a larger group. But as she said to me, she looked up at me and she said, I have these two children. One was special needs. One was in regular school. And she said, silence is not an option anymore. We've got to step in the void. But yeah. I don't want to be a protester. I just want to do something positive. Positive, you've opened that door. And I think when we look at the parallel economy that's out there now, the we are, you know, there's an alternative to Amazon. There's an alternative to Scholastic Books. Yeah. There's an alternative to YouTube. It seems to be growing every day. Almost every void in the marketplace that might have been taken over by negative forces, there's now an alternative 
How long does it take before that becomes really widespread and mainstream as you look at this parallel economy? That's a great question. I hope it comes quickly. I don't think we have a a whole lot of time to waste. Um, But I do believe... I don't want to underestimate the potential of the impossible happening in our lifetime, in our generation. I mean, what if this national setback is really a divine setup for a spiritual comeback led by the family of faith? If that happens, we could have another great awakening on our hands, uh, a, a, a complete turnaround of, of sentiment toward God and toward family and the values that our country is built on and reform government, church, uh, education, the economy, um, everything. Yeah. And we could have th- our, th- the finest hour uh, in our lifetime if people really get back to what matters most. And I... I'm hoping to be at, somehow at the center of that. So I was at dinner the other night with my family, and they knew you were coming out today. And uh, My son asked this, and it was interesting. Uh, it, it, all the success you've had, you were a major television star. You've made movies. You've made books. You raised a beautiful family. What motivated you to step into this void at this moment in history? I mean, you, you didn't have to. You could have lived comfortably. You decided to get in the griddle. Why? Well, um, some, some years ago, I, I made a documentary called Monumental, and it was really motivated by the fact that I'm a dad with six kids in the world, and I'm concerned about the culture that we're leaving them. And I, I had a chance to talk with Glenn Beck, and I asked him, why do you think uh, people are waking up right now? And he said, well, he said, I, I think when something so precious as liberty is on the line, he said, God's put something in our heart called a conscience yeah. that starts to sound off, and everyone's smoke detectors are going off right now, knowing that liberty is going up in flames and we've got to do something. And so um, I, I think that we just, we've been riding on the efforts of those who went before us. We have so many ancestors, our founding fathers, our, our forefathers, and even my grandfather who fought in the greatest generation who did so much and we've been coasting on this stuff. Yeah. And now we realize we've got to nourish the roots and if we allow others to sever the root, uh, the United States will be no more. It will collapse, and this culture of um, destruction will just pave the way for a reset of China here in North America yeah. or something worse. Wow, we're going to leave it there. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more exclusive interviews right here on John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. 
Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everyone. On Monday of next week, the United States Supreme Court is going to hear two controversial cases concerning new laws in Florida and Texas aimed at curbing social media censorship. Now, in response to the legislation, two nonprofits dedicated to fighting for free speech filed lawsuits against the states, arguing that both laws violate the First Amendment. So joining me now to talk about these cases, the perfect person to talk about them, Carl Zabo. He is the vice president and general counsel for NetChoice, one of the lead plaintiffs in the lawsuit. And he joins the show right now. Carl, thank you for being here, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So I want to ask you about the premise of these cases. I know you said they're very similar. Now, these the, the legislation alleges to curb social media censorship. So it sounds like free speech, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of confusing. Look, I'm, I'm a Republican. Uh, whenever I see Republicans blocked or removed on social media platforms, it upsets me. It frustrates me. I get it. It's it's tough to see. But I don't want the government to come in and start telling private businesses what type of content they have to carry or what type of content they have to remove. We are already seeing this type of effort from the Biden administration to force websites to remove COVID information that the Biden administration doesn't like and promote the stuff that the Biden administration wants you to hear. Like everything's great and the economy is doing well. So what we're seeing in the states of Florida and Texas is a similar effort. And it was created with the purpose and the guise of making sure that Republicans couldn't be removed from social media platforms. You know what? That may sound like a great idea, but then you start to really think about it. And ultimately what it is, is government compelled speech. And if Florida and Texas can force websites to host content that they don't want to host, you can be darn sure that states like California and New York are going to try the same thing, except it's not going to be good for conservatives. So we brought suit and we are before the U.S. Supreme Court under one simple standard. If a private business has the right to decide what content it shows, what it curates and what it allows on its site and services, then that same rule must apply to the Internet. Okay, so, you know, if I walk into a diner here in Los Angeles and I see a sign on the wall that says we reserve the right to refuse business to anybody, um, how is that different from this? I mean, social media companies are businesses, right? Yeah, but uh, it's actually a bit more akin to something like a newspaper or your show, for example. You get to decide 
who comes on and speaks, what issues you're going to discuss, and how that content gets arranged. Social media platforms are the exact same thing. We are much closer to newspapers when it comes to editorial discretion. And when it comes also to uh, websites and platforms, many of them actually say, no, we only want to discuss this one thing. We only want to talk about, for example, NFL football on our website. So if you want to come in and talk about Major League Baseball or basketball, we're not going to let you come in. We're not going to let you have those conversations because we only want to talk about football. That's the type of editorial discretion that we're talking about. And that's the type of editorial discretion that is denied under the Florida and Texas laws. Okay. How, how does this tie in with Section 230? Because Section 230 was a big, hot conversation about a year and a half ago and about a year before that, and this time the end of last year, or and the end of last year. How does it tie in with that? Yeah, so Section 230 is kind of a side issue for the purposes of this conversation. The reason Section 230 was needed is because platforms were being held re responsible for the content that they uh, published, that they managed, that they removed, that they promoted. And that is the very same type of editorial discretion that is protected by the First Amendment. In fact, it is because of our First Amendment speech that Section 230 was needed. Now, at the end of the day, all Section 230 does is just makes it harder for uh, attorneys and ambulance chasers to hunt down people and try to sue them into oblivion. And it actually is one of the best tools for alternative views to be discussed online. But fortunately, Section 230 is a different issue. What we are looking at right here is something that the Supreme Court looked at just last term when it was about a website designer not wanting to make websites for gay marriages. And the Supreme Court in a 6-3 decision said, you know what, that business cannot be forced by the state of Colorado to create a website that goes against its values. Same thing's true here. Websites cannot be forced to host content that goes against their values or their community's wishes. So I want to ask about, you know, the, the issue of Section 230 as it pertains to social media, because there have been a bumper crop of smaller social media companies that have cropped up. Um, Parler was one of them, I remember, um, and I think that it ultimately went under, or maybe that was Gab. I don't want to defame anybody. Um, but there were so many of these these smaller social media companies. So at issue was so so someone could effectively go on that platform, type out something slanderous of a public official. They could say something that, by someone's opinion, invoked violence, and therein lies the liability issue. Is that right? Yeah, that that's exactly right. So in essence, with before Section two thirty, websites would be responsible. So if website did absolutely nothing to remove horrible content, let's say pornography, constitutionally protected, probably don't want to see it. So if they decide we're going to remove pornography, suddenly they are going to be responsible for every single post that is put up there. And what will end up happening if Section 230 is repealed, because right now it says that they are not responsible for the content created by others, if it gets repealed, what will happen is websites will suddenly remove any potentially controversial content, anything that goes against the general narrative. So if you were to post content saying uh, masks don't work to protect, uh, stop COVID, or you were going to say that we need to reopen the schools and anything that goes against the mainstream narrative, websites would almost be required to remove it because they could be sued just for hosting your views on their site. In fact, 
Section 230 protects uh, uh, individuals who engage in retweets. So if you retweeted something about Dominion uh, stealing the election, Section 230 keeps you from being sued by Dominion. And what it does is it just says, look, if you create content, if you post content, yeah, you're still liable. But just because you host content or you engage in content moderation, we're not going to make you liable for the content of other people. So Section 230 is actually one of the best tools for alternative views, alternative information, and alternative discussions that would otherwise be too liable and too uh, litigious to even keep on a website. Stick around and we will be back in just a moment after these messages from our sponsors. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off 
Welcome back, everybody. Every year around this time, CPAC dominates the conservative news headlines and cycle, especially after President Trump speaks, which usually comes on the last day of the event. And while I'm disappointed that I'm missing this year's event, this year's event taking place over on the East Coast, there are a lot of candidates up and down the ballot who have not ventured to the main event because they are continuing to meet with constituents and uh, their campaigns across their respective jurisdictions. And our next guest is doing that very thing. He is Bill Eigel. He is a veteran, a small business owner, and a state senator who is running to be Missouri's next governor. And lucky for us, we get to learn about his candidacy and the top issues facing Missourians right now. Bill, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Amanda, thanks for having me. I'm always pleased to be on. I love it. And, you know, Missouri has a special place in my heart. I had never been there until our network did a Save America Freedom Tour, and we got to do a number of locations in Missouri. It's such a beautiful, spectacular state. Talk to us about what what issues are the most important to the folks of Missouri. Well, uh, you're absolutely right. Missouri is a beautiful state, and it's a big red state. And, you know, Missouri is uh, a state that I feel ought to be leading this country, along with the Floridas and the Texases and the Tennessees of this country, uh, as it relates to implementing conservative policy. And yet, uh, one of the biggest issues facing us here in the state is the fact that we have uh, we have a real problem with some Republicans who really campaign uh, on a certain message, but then they get into office and do something else. I think we call them rhinos. And uh, we have a status quo that's really kind of kept Missouri, kind of held us back a little bit. And so the electorate here in Missouri, particularly the Republican electorate, is very frustrated right now. They're really looking for that fighter. They're looking for that champion that's going to have their back. And, you know, overwhelmingly, uh, Missouri chose Donald Trump in each of the last two elections. And I think they want to see that type of fighter that's going to have their back in the governor's mansion. So uh, I've made kind of a, a habit of making the swamp uncomfortable down in Jefferson City over the past seven years while I've been in the state Senate. And and uh, I think that's precisely the kind of message to get Missouri on track, support the policies of Donald J. Trump. And even if the swamp doesn't like it, we're going to keep fighting. Lordy, that swamp fight is literally everywhere, not just in Washington, D.C. Um, I want to ask you about that with respect to your race, because you are running against Jay Ashcroft. Yes, for our viewers, you recognize that name. He's the son of John Ashcroft, former U.S. Attorney General. Um, and I know that that on veterans issues in particular, because you are a veteran, that is one of your biggest concerns. And it doesn't seem like for your opponent, Jay Ashcroft, that that ranks too high on his list of priorities. Am I reading that right? Yeah. And it's, in fact, it's very unfortunate. Uh, this past weekend, we had our first gubernatorial forum with all the candidates uh, on the stage. And when asked very directly what he would do to support the veterans in the state, Jay Ashcroft basically said, we don't need to do anything special for the veterans. Uh, and, and the crowd was stunned. And now people across Missouri are stunned that he was so callously just say that, hey, veterans don't matter. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, for me, it's personal. You know, I served in the in the Air Force. Like you said, I went overseas. I fought in the war on terror back in 2004. Uh, you know, Jay Ashcroft's dad was part of the administration that literally sent me overseas uh, to fight those wars. And I know there are people, there are veterans in this state right now uh, who are suffering some of the after effects of the horrors that they witnessed in those wars. Uh, I lost friends uh, overseas during those wars. And to have somebody like Jay Ashcroft just really flippantly say that, you know, veterans don't really matter. They're not any more special than anybody else. And we don't need to really focus on that. Uh, it was just stunning for me. I can't believe that a statewide official would ever say that about veterans. Uh, he's taking a lot of flack right now, as he should. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a real decisive moment where people are going to once again see that, you know, just because you have a familiar last name doesn't really know, doesn't really mean that you know what you're talking about. So we're going to always stand with veterans. I'm always going to stand with veterans. And I tell you what, in an Eagle administration, 
we're going to stand with our veterans. I love that. I, I, I can't imagine having the posture that veterans don't deserve special treatment. You fight for our country and you put your life on the line. I think that probably puts you in the very special category. But who am I to say? Um, I wanted to ask you, though, about something else that's very special, I know, to you and Missourians, um, and that is protecting your state's constitution. Now, you've got SJR 74. This is going to protect your state from illegal voting and out-of-state special interest uh, hijacking the whole process. Talk to us about that and how I know Missouri Republicans are fighting tooth and nail for that. Well, I got to tell you, it was a great day here in the state of Missouri for the first time we passed uh, initiative petition reform, which is that protection to the Constitution uh, out of the Missouri Senate. And that was a result of the efforts of the Freedom Caucus, myself and a few other senators uh, who were really fighting against leadership who were trying to silence us. You know, they were as we were making them more and more uncomfortable over the past few weeks, uh, they were uh, doing everything from stripping us, we're, are stripping our chairmanships from us to stripping our parking Faces from us, but we weren't going to be silent. You know, you know, on the national level, you know, they're doing they, the, the leftists are doing the same thing to Donald J. Trump. They're trying to silence him, uh, accusing him of crimes he didn't commit. They're out there trying to say that uh, he should be taken off the ballot. They're trying to silence him, and he's not going to be silent. Well, I tell you what, we weren't silent, and as a result of our willingness to fight these guys, fight this swamp anywhere and everywhere, we got that bill passed out of the Missouri Senate today. It's on its way to the House of Representatives, and uh, if everything goes well, we're going to have a, uh, a petition from the legislature on the ballot for the people of Missouri to consider, and I think they're going to be very supportive. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, you are very vocally supporting President Trump for the election this November. Um, what is it about him for you that makes you want to endorse him so vocally? Well, he's a fighter. Uh, you know, I, I think that one thing that be, can be said about Donald J. Trump is here's a guy uh, that doesn't take orders from the swamp. He doesn't take orders from the status quo. And, you know, if you look at Washington, D.C., and the same is true in all our state capitals, there are a lot of folks down there that don't care about everyday Americans or everyday Missourians that are trying to tell people in positions of power what to do. And the reason that the swamp hates Donald J. Trump so much uh, is that he doesn't do what they tell him to do. And he doesn't march to their drumbeat. He works for the people of this country, and he's willing to challenge and hold them accountable when they're not on the side of the American people. So I tell you what, uh, I love that about him. I think that he's better represents that than anybody else uh, in the Republican presidential field, which, of course, is over now. And so we're going to start moving towards the general election. And, and right now, it doesn't just seem like Republicans are starting to rally around Donald J. Trump. You know, we've got independents and even some Democrats that are rallying around Donald J. Trump because folks are angry about what's going on in their country. My message to the folks, if you're out there, you're angry maybe at Republicans that don't do what they say they were going to do, or the whoever it is, if you're angry and frustrated, you're not alone. There are millions of Missourians, there's millions, tens of millions of Americans who are going to stand up in 2024 and start taking their country back from all these globalists, from these leftists that want to destroy our communities. We're going to be led by Donald J. Trump in Washington, D.C. And my hope is we can, I can help lead the state of Missouri in that fight right here from the show me state. Oh, thanks a lot, Amanda, for joining me on this. What a great interview. I learned a lot. We're going to be right back with more things just like this right after the commercial break. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. 
Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at signup. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, everybody. If you were reading justinnews.com last week or watching the show, you heard about the extraordinary number of investor firms that are fleeing from a climate coalition. Uh, another sign that the ESG movement, the Environmental Social Governance Movement, is in retreat right now. People are waking up to its principles, its indoctrination, and its negative impact on the marketplace. People will go into the Wall Street to make money, not to create ideological change. I think people are waking up to that. Uh, and more is on the way. We saw this weekend, President Biden announced that he is going to ease his electric vehicle mandates. Another sign that the cart is before the horse. Well, we're very lucky because our next guest is on the front lines of this very important battle. Daniel Cameron was the Attorney General of Kentucky, one of the brightest uh, stars in the Republican Party. He currently serves as the CEO of the 1792 Exchange and previously has been working on ESG issues for many, many years. Daniel, great to have you on the show today. John, it's a delight to be here. Thank you uh, for, for having me today to talk about ESG and, and 1792 Exchange. Yeah. So for people who haven't heard what the 1792 Exchange is, it's such an exciting idea and already very impactful. Just remind people what, what you're doing there. Well, look, the 1792 Exchange is about, one, empowering businesses, but also making sure that corporations get back to the business of business. John, you know that Michael Jordan said famously in the 90s that Republicans buy shoes too. And what he meant by that is regardless of what your political affiliation is, uh, companies, organizations, folks that have an opportunity to talk about a particular product should be focused on producing the best product possible as opposed to pushing an agenda. And so 1792 wants to walk alongside corporations and also, by the way, let consumers know uh, what corporations are doing. And so we have a database that we put forward called the Corporate Bias Rating 
that gives a rating on companies as it relates to essentially how woke have they gone? Uh, again, we want companies to steer back to the middle, back to making good, high quality products for hardworking Americans all across this country. Uh, and that's what 1792 is about. And I'm excited. I, I started in January, beginning of January as the uh, CEO. We've got a wonderful team that is committed, again, to walking alongside corporations and businesses to make sure that they are uh, just back to the business of business. Yeah, so important. Just make good products, good return on investment for your investors. That's all the American That's marketplace it. ever asked of them. Somehow they got their finger in the wrong drink a few years ago. I, I want to talk a little bit about the ESG movement. I think you've done, I've watched you do some really great breakdowns of this. A, a lot of it is rooted in the Chinese social credit score concepts that uh, Communist China has spread across the world. It also seems to have uh, giving Chinese companies, those that involve uh, slave labor, those that involve solar technologies, a leg up against American companies. There's a lot of national security threat behind the ESG movement, isn't there? Look, I think at the end of the day, ESG is a acronym that really is about destroying uh, this country's energy independence yeah. and bolstering the ability of our foreign adversaries uh, to make us dependent on uh, their energy resources. And you mentioned China specifically. Again, uh, China, we know, uh, uses slave labor. Some of their inner energy companies use slave labor to produce uh, energy. But at the end of the day, if you look at some of these rankings, and of course, MSCI just came out with a ranking here yeah. recently that gave better scores to some of these China energy companies than American energy companies, simply because the American energy company is in a industry that they don't like. Mm -hmm. And the China, even though they're using slave labor, is uh, about renewables. Therefore, they get a better score. That is again, undermining our independence here in this country and our energy independence specifically, making us more reliant on our foreign adversaries. That's not a, uh, a good place to go. That's certainly not, John, as you noted, good for our uh, security uh, from our foreign adversaries. The more that we have to rely on them for energy, goods, resources, whatever it may be, uh, is something that is not considered a win for the United States. And we've got to make sure, again, that at the end of the day, we are energy independent. Uh, 1792 is about pushing back against this ESG as the Attorney General of Kentucky. I, I broke it down like this. It's about making sure that the return on investment to teachers, firefighters, and police officers is as best as it can be. And the way that in which you ensure that return on investment is good is to move away from virtue signaling and supporting ESG and getting back into investing in our fossil fuels. And again, 1792 wants to make sure that that, along with steering our corporations back to the middle, is what we do. Yeah. And a lot of the investment firms beginning to wake up to I saw some of them recently make comments saying, hey, fossil fuel is here for long. It's an all of the above. It's not get rid of them. It's not no. even feasible. So I think the market's waking up to that very powerful message. Now, you talked about the effect of ESG on 
national security. I want to talk about its effect on retirement security because a lot of pension funds are using the MSCI and other ratings uh, and in, in, beginning to integrate ESG into their investment decisions, which could lower our ability to prepare for our retirement, right? Look, it's again, as you know, I talked about earlier, I mean, this is really about, uh, you know, when we talk about the retirement plans, as me as a state office holder, when I was the attorney general, again, right. we focused a lot on our teachers, firefighters and police officers that are heavily invested in our state pension systems. And when you have a, a model and approach that puts ESG over the return on investment to our shareholders, it's detrimental to people who have been working in a system for folks that have been paying into retirement so that at the end of their uh, days of work, They've got a nest egg to rely on. But if we go down the road of ESG, that nest egg will not be there. Again, to your point, it's got to be an all of the above energy strategy. We we certainly don't want uh, to dissuade people uh, from an all of an above approach. What we do not want and what will not be beneficial to uh, folks, uh, whether you're a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, if you got a 401k, whatever your investment might look like. We don't want to put them in a situation uh, where the folks that are handling those investments are walking away from fossil fuels because we know that over the course of uh, of history, if you if you look uh, at how some of these portfolios have performed, there is consistent performance That's, from fossil fuels industry. Yeah. And we cannot boycott and we cannot refuse to give money to those industries that one, make us energy independent and then two, provide for maximum return to shareholders that are those teachers, firefighters, and police officers. Yeah, and there's early evidence that the ESG funds underperform often. That was part of the reason some of these um, investment firms got out. So there's, the data shows exactly that danger. I got about a minute left. I want to ask you, Dan, about something that is also in retreat right now, and that is these electric vehicle mandates. The market simply hasn't embraced EVs the way Joe Biden and Democratic governors have tried to force them into the marketplace. What's your take on that? And what lessons should be learned from the early failures of the electric vehicle policies? Well, look, whenever the federal government gets into pushing uh, a mandate on uh, folks, particularly when it comes to uh, trying to tell you what vehicles to drive uh, and what power source to use, yeah. Uh, it's not a, a, a good place for the federal government to be. And, and we're seeing that play out as it relates to uh, uh, battery powered or electric vehicles. Again, there's been a number of articles that have demonstrated how challenging it can be for a person to get not only not not just across the country, but maybe just a couple of states away from their yeah. original destination. Uh, they're having difficulty finding places to charge the time and duration of charging, and oh, by the way, the battery life can get consistently worse the longer you have the vehicle. Uh, And so when you you combine all those things, and look, and I I live here in Kentucky, and the idea that you're gonna tell somebody in a rural community that they've gotta drive 50 miles to get to a charger, it just doesn't make sense with the way that we work here in this Commonwealth and frankly across this country. Now that's why we do interviews, so we can learn news give you facts so you can make up your own mind information not indoctrination news not noise all right we're going to give you more of it right after this commercial break have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free 
good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back, everyone. While Americans are watching the national economy completely crumble under Joe Biden, the conservative parallel job market is continuing to grow. Vendors in this parallel economy like to tout their traditional American values and serve as alternatives for people who are tired of shopping at woke corporations. And our next guest tonight knows all about this and more. He is Dr. Jason Sorens. He's an economist with the American Institute for Economic Research. And he joins us now. Jason, it's great to have you. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. All right. Another $1.2 billion worth of student loans completely wiped out. I think the grand total is now somewhere close to $140 billion for 4 million borrowers, people who uh, have been struggling to pay back their student loans. And I'm just wondering, since I worked my fanny off in high school to go to college to get a scholarship, am I going to get a refund? Am I going to get money back commensurate with the amount of scholarship money that I got? Absolutely not. And, uh, you know, these these um, debt cancellation plans apply to people, um, no matter how much they've actually applied uh, toward paying off their debt, um, so long as they've been paying this latest one for 10 years on an income driven repayment plan. You know, even if they've been paying the minimum and have a a large debt left, that's going to be canceled. And this is just creating incentives now for colleges to raise tuition. Because what they do, especially with these income-driven repayment plans, is they can raise tuition, the student takes out a bigger loan, and especially grad schools are now giving money back to the student to pay off that minimum required payment. And they know that, oh, if we just wait 10 years, um, the debt's going to be canceled. So, uh, so this, this payment works out for uh, the, the, the universities who are making a killing on this. Um, but the taxpayers are really going to get soaked. I mean, do these universities need more money, though, because the money from this money, huge amounts of money from endowment, uh, from from tuition. I, I don't understand. You know, I mean, this this to me just seems like downward pressure on the American people because it's disincentivizing people to actually work hard to get scholarships, to get, you know, to major in something that is actually going to be lucrative after college. That's right. So. Tuition costs are going to rise even more because of this uh, uh, debt cancellation. And of course, future um, borrowers are going to realize that probably they're going to be more debt cancellation. So why not take on even more debt? So that's all that's driving tuition costs higher. That's going to hurt the students who are actually um, paying cash, right? Who are saving or working uh, to pay off their tuition rather than borrowing huge amounts of money. Um, obviously, it's going to hugely hurt people who never go to college at all. Or who drop out of college, um, you know, they're they're going to be um, stuck in many cases uh, paying the bill in terms of taxes. Or if they go for some classes, they're going to 
pay tuition and not have their debt canceled. So, um, so th there's a really big cost here uh, to the economy, to the American taxpayer. University tuition should we should f find out ways to bring that down. And so, subsidizing uh, more and more ever bigger loans is the exact opposite approach to what we should be doing. Yeah, I, I just think about, you know, a, a lineman in Pennsylvania or a plumber in the heart of America who took out a loan to get a work truck and is actually making money and paid back the loan on that work truck. And they're missing out on all this money that the government's just apparently handing handing out. Um, OK, with respect to young people, the people who are most likely benefiting from this uh, loan reimbursement or whatever, um, according to CNBC, 18 to 34 year olds, a majority of them said that the economy and jobs are their number two issue for this election cycle. So take away the issue of paying back their student loan debt. The, the issue for them, the number two issue for them is still the economy and jobs. And that doesn't have anything to do with whether their student loans are paid off. That's exactly right. Uh, economy and jobs, uh, housing is a big issue around the, the country right now. Um, the, the, mm -hmm. Just the cost of living in general uh, has become a huge issue with the inflation we've suffered over the last three years. So, um, you know, these are the issues the federal government really needs to be working on. They're trying desperately to essentially buy the votes of young people. I think that's the, the, the political angle here. Um, but I don't think it's going to, to work very well because uh, if this just drives up the debt and continues to drive up interest rates, um, that's, that's not going to be good for, for the economy as a whole. It's not going to be good for the job market. Yeah. Like I said, just print more money. That's how you get more money. You're injected into the economy, right? Um, okay. Speaking of economies, I wanted to ask you about what we are seeing you know, we, we've seen this parallel economy emerging over the last five or 10 years, um, but it has really, really come to a fever pitch. You've got companies like Public Square, Rumble, a lot of these, you know, true social tech companies in the beauty sector, the clothing sector, the food sector, everything. It seems like in every single sector of American purchasing society, there is a conservative answer to it. There is an answer on the other side of the economy, of this parallel economy. I know that you have have done a lot of work in this sector, um, but are small businesses staffing up right now due to Bidenomics hurting the markets and the economy? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, uh, manufacturing firms especially are, are hurting because of Bidenomics. So um, Bidenomics has done several things to uh, to hurt the manufacturing sector. It's the, the, the deficit spending has strengthened the dollar. It's made our exports less attractive, and that's widened the trade deficit. Um, it's also raised taxes. Not a lot of people know that Biden actually raised taxes on businesses, uh, especially on their equipment purchases. Uh, and that's made them less likely to, to invest, to purchase equipment, to increase their productivity. Um, and, and beyond that, just the, the inflationary cycle we've gone through, which is in part a result of big deficit spending and in part mistakes by the Federal Reserve, um, you know, that's, that's really hurt the environment for business investment as well as the consumer. So, uh, so yeah, small businesses uh, have, have not uh, benefited from, from Bidenomics, and especially if you're in the manufacturing sector, if you're producing goods. Stick around, and we will be back in just a moment after these messages from our sponsors. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Back in 2020, a video showing a convoy of pickup trucks flying Trump flags driving alongside the Biden campaign bus went viral, literally just driving alongside it. Now, in response to that very harmless and, quite frankly, hilarious act of trolling, Biden officials sued some of those involved. So I am excited to be joined now by Joey Lynn Massaros, a Texas mother who, along with her husband, Robert, is one of the defendants in that lawsuit. And she's here to give us an update. Joey Lynn, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Amanda, I am so excited to be back on with you. You were the very first to report on this story in 2021. And so I'm, I'm grateful to give you and your viewers an update on where we are nearly four years later. Well, well, no credit to me. It is all credit to you. Because when I heard your story, I thought to myself, this gal and her husband are the tip of the spear. Um, tell us what happened. I mean, everybody saw that video in Texas of you guys just driving along, you and a bunch of other vehicles, driving along with Trump flags. You didn't ram the bus. You didn't tailgate or anything. You were literally just driving alongside. Tell us um, kind of what has transpired since then. Yes. So what was crazy to us, being brand new to politics, Trump really did bring people together. We just started getting involved for the first time in 2020. We wanted to join the Trump trains or the parading that was happening all over the nation. And when the Biden-Harris campaign bus was driving through Texas, we thought it would be a wonderful place to put a flag on the truck, to drive along, exercise free speech, uh, and show our support for Trump. We actually hoped we would make the news. And we did. We never would have imagined that we would be getting sued under the Ku Klux Klan law of 1871 by the Biden-Harris campaign staff at the time, who later became White House officials once Biden came into office. And they are suing us in federal court with the civil rights law. It is not criminal. There are no criminal charges. It is a civil lawsuit. So, Amanda, they are claiming they have emotional damage and want financial compensation. Oh but having four years in this lawsuit, we know that that while they are snowflakes and they do get their feelings hurt easily, this has way more to do with infringing on free speech rights and interfering with the election. And I'd love to share that with you. Who, who, who are the actual plaintiffs and how on earth are they using this KKK statute? Yes. The plaintiffs in the bus include former state Senator Wendy Davis. She also ran for governor against Greg Abbott. At the time, she was running for Congress against Chip Roy. And had she won, we would have been her constituents. So she's suing her essential voter base for not agreeing with her, for having a difference of opinion. Um, and the bus driver, uh, a Biden staffer named David Jins, if I'm saying that right, which most people might remember his infamous tweet about loving to work for Kamala Harris when everybody was quitting, uh, saying he loved his <laughs> job. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we've kind of got some, some White House staffers, we've got politicians, but we are being sued as individuals. And they're claiming that we violated the Ku Klux Klan law because our presence on the road in a group 
is synonymous with white supremacy. Joey Lynn, I want to ask you about who's funding this, because so many times in cases like this, whether it's yours or, you know, these cases against President Trump, the cases to have him taken off the ballot, there seems to be a fairly common, common denominator. And that is George Soros. And I know he ties in with your case as well, right? He definitely is funding the nonprofits that are funding this lawsuit with their 20 plus D.C. attorneys that are essentially fabricating stories to substantiate this lawsuit. They have hired, quote unquote, experts to portray us as political extremists. These experts specialize in portraying white supremacy. And then those same individuals are testifying in the 14th Amendment hearing against President Trump in Colorado in an attempt to keep him off the ballot. So this conflict of interest where we're seeing the law being weaponized against average Americans, you're lying about it, fabricating the story, substantiating it with quote unquote experts, and then testifying that Trump is emboldening political extremists and is not fit to be on the ballot is definitely ruining and sabotaging people's lives to interfere with the election. And we've essentially become martyrs in this. I don't think they expected us to become passionate to fight back. I think they expected to squash us. But now we believe in defending free speech to the end. Oh, boy, they mess with the wrong Texans. Um, I wanted to ask you about some footage. Speaking of, um, I think, evidence that supports the fact that they are lying. First of all, I don't know how you can be so traumatized by just seeing flags out the window of your tour bus. But, you know, I'm not a a, a snowflake. But you, uh, I believe your attorneys or someone involved with the case just recently obtained footage from inside that bus that paints a little bit of a different picture. Yes, it does. That came through the uh, discovery phase of this litigation. And I'm so grateful that we stayed in this fight. There were a couple of defendants that did grow weary and settle and apologize uh, definitely before that footage came out. Uh, And I'm glad that we have uh, stood by the truth and expecting justice to prevail because we have obtained footage of the bus driver uh, threatening to run Trump supporters the F off the highway or ram his bumper right into their insert profanity. Uh, And you can hear Wendy Davis, uh, former state senator, and at the time running for Congress, laughing on the bus, calling us names. Uh, There's a full 45 minute clip and it is very telling in contrary to what they're claiming. And so we have hoped to get that story more out there. But of course, the false narrative is what goes viral. And then we're trying to play catch up with this character defamation. Yeah. Um, Joey Lynn, John and I often talk about on this show that the process is the punishment. Does it feel like this whole saga has become has been punishment to you and your husband? Amanda, that is a term that we have been using as well. We have grown very weary. We will not quit. And God gives us strength. And as Christians, we believe that, in fact, when we're weak, he's the strongest. And so we keep putting one foot in front of the other. But it has taken such a toll on our family. We have a 13-year-old son who has been in this with us for the last four years. He's grown five inches. It's consumed our lives. We've cashed out our 401k. You constantly have a knot in your stomach, tense shoulders. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You're wondering what's going to happen, who else it's happening to. And you understand the importance of fighting back and trying to inform other people so that they can be aware and support. Uh, And so it's just, it's a burden. But in in the same sense, it's an honor to be able to fight back and defend free speech rights and to be part of a remnant that's rising to save our country. I, I am so proud of you. Tell everybody very quickly where they can go and donate. 
Thank you, Amanda. We desperately need support. They can find us at freespeechdefender.com. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up. John Solomon reports the podcast from Just the news. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and its Decline, 
with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now.